Hey friends, it's Monica Genta here and welcome to another episode of the This Teacher Life podcast. I'm really excited about this episode, but for a very different reason, because we are digging into something that is sometimes really hard to talk about, but also really important. And the theme is, what do we do when tragedy or trauma hits us or one of our students and it impacts what's happening in the classroom? This is the reality of living the teacher life, unfortunately. Sometimes things happen with our students, things happen with our colleagues, things happen with our own families, and that makes it really, really hard to teach. So I want to tell you about some strategies and some stories that I have personal connections to this topic because I think they're relatable. And I think sometimes we just need to know that it's okay to move forward. It's okay to talk. It's okay to feel all the feelings that maybe we don't know how to process to let us know that, hey, this is real life, but we have people on our team to support us. Only in our world is this normal. Hi friends, it's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. So in my first few years teaching, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really know how to deal with trauma or tragedy when it came to my own personal life and then also with my students. Like, I had nothing to relate that to, thankfully. And so the only situation that I could kind of compare in my everyday real life was something that happened when I was a junior in college. When I was a junior, my sister, who is three years younger than me, and her and I are extremely close, like, best friends for real we're totally different people but we just we just get each other and we're goofy it's awesome so something very 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 traumatic happened to her and it's a very long story but the unfortunate reality was that she ended up in a burn unit in a hospital where doctors really weren't sure what to do. They had misdiagnosed her a number of times, but it turned out that she had something called Stevens-Johnson syndrome, which all happened from a allergic reaction to a medication that she probably shouldn't have been on, uh, that should have never been prescribed to her in the first place. And her entire body burned from the inside out. She lost all of her skin. She had organ failure. It was an absolutely disastrous, very scary situation to the point where here I am, uh, a junior in college, and I got a phone call saying that I needed to 
get to be with my family immediately, like drop everything and get to the hospital. So I drove a couple of hours to the hospital and saw my sister in a state that is still just really emotional. Even talking it here, like picturing that moment is so, so hard. And she was in so much pain and she didn't even look like herself. And my parents were so very scared. And it got to the point where the doctors said, we don't know if she's gonna make it. She's had so much trauma and so much just infection in her body that um, you might need to start making some, some funeral preparations. Just mentally prepare yourself for that. And that, that, is hard that is hard to process that is hard to be a part of especially when you know junior year is happening and I'm supposed to be doing these practicum experiences and like there was a very large chunk of time where we didn't really know what the next step was and thank god thank god that everything worked out okay and she had this truly miraculous recovery and the infection started to to dissipate and she started regenerating skin cells. And if you were to see my sister today, from the outside, you would have absolutely no idea. Her skin is beautiful. She is beautiful on the inside and out. But that experience was so hard at that time. I wasn't a teacher at that time. But I will never forget walking into one of my classes. It was the very first class that I'd had after coming back from the hospital. And the professor happened to know me really well. And it was a night class. And I remember I'd been at the hospital all day that day. And I thought, I got to get back for that class because it's, it's my practicum class. And I walked in. And the professor just stopped and looked at me because he knew what was going on. I had emailed him and saying like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be there. Interestingly, he had had my sister as a, uh, as a student. Um, and so he kind of looked at me. And he said, come out into the hallway with me. And I remember breaking down in the hallway. And he said, Monica, leave. You just need to go. Like, you shouldn't be here. And I said, I know, but I'm back in town. And this is why I came. And he said, go. Go go take a nap. Go for a run. Go eat with your friends. Don't be here right now. This is not what you need. And the reason why I tell you this story, <clears throat> goodness, excuse me, I'm getting emotional here, but... The reason why I tell you this story is because I think that sometimes what we need to hear, that sometimes what we need to tell people who are experiencing tragedy or trauma in their lives, whether it's a student or a colleague or ourselves, I think sometimes we need permission. We need to hear somebody else say like, hey, it's okay to break down in the hallway. Hey, it's okay to say like, I am not able to do this right now. It's okay to put things on pause or on hold for a second. That is so very important. And it just, I remember like freaking out in that moment saying, no, I need to be there. And I walked back to my apartment and I put on my pajamas and I remember watching TV in bed and it was it was just what I needed. I wasn't really watching the show, but it was also just kind of this neutral environment that I needed. And so that's my number one tip to start is that sometimes we just need to know when to say like, hey, it's okay, hit pause on that. And maybe you're experiencing something right now in your classroom or a student is experiencing something and, and they need to hear that. Like, hey, you know what? That test that's coming up, 
I know that you've been out for a while or I know that this thing happened with your grandpa or I know that you're experiencing this thing with your family right now. Like, we're going to go ahead and wait on that test. Now, I, I said at the beginning of the episode that I didn't really have anything to compare it to <clears throat> in my first few years teaching. And then in my first few years teaching, I was dealt with a situation that was really, really, really hard for a student. A student who that I was extremely close with, close with their family, have known them um, for a while. Her sister, my student's sister, got into a car accident and passed away. And it was hands down, like I can still remember like the sickening feeling in my stomach, just this like pit in my stomach when I found out about this. And it was like, obviously so, so, so sad and emotional for the high school student who passed away, but my heart was breaking for my middle school student. How was she handling this? How was she processing this? Like, how do you handle this or process this? This is the ultimate tragedy. And I remember this was over uh, Christmas break. And on the first few ba- days back from Christmas break, she didn't, she didn't come. And the day before she was returning, I remember getting an email for her dad and saying like, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do in this situation. I don't know what she's supposed to do in this situation, but like, can you just keep an eye on her? And so that's what I did. Um, I kept an eye on her and I remember her walking into the classroom and just reading her body language and seeing on her face like, do not say anything. Don't go hug her. Don't don't say I'm sorry for your loss. Like what she needs right now is normalcy. She is just begging for normalcy. So we didn't we didn't talk about it. We didn't do anything. Um, we just very much rolled on like it was a normal Wednesday and we were gonna learn some science. goodness, I am like a snotty coffee mess in this moment. I'm sorry. I didn't, I truly, I'm not sorry. I, uh, I do these kind of off the cuff, as you know, if you've been a listener for a while and that means it's real and it's raw. And that means I'm going to get snotty and like cough in the middle of this episode. But I think that it's real and it's raw. And I think especially this episode, this is how it needs to be. So kind of moving on with this story, Eventually, this student did need a hug. Eventually, this student did need to talk about it. Eventually, this student needed somebody to process this information with, and she was having a hard time talking about it with her parents. She was not wanting to seek counseling. Um, You know, and I can't even imagine as a 12-year-old, like, wanting to do that or not wanting to do that. I can't imagine what my, my head and my heart would be feeling in that moment. But I remember just creating a really strong bond in this openness with this student. I'm like, just tell me, like, talk to me. If you need something, like if you need to step out or if you just need a high five when you walk in, like, tell me what you need. And I think that's kind of tip number two when thinking about tragedy and trauma is sometimes people are just looking for normalcy. And the last thing that they need to hear is like, I'm sorry for your loss or like, how's your family doing? That 
get that happens on repeat and I think people mean well truly they do they they genuinely want people to know that they're thinking about them but from the other person's perspective the only thing sometimes that you want is just treat me like a student just treat me like your colleague just treat me like your your best friend just treat me how you would normally treat me because that's what I need right now Now, because this episode is very, very heavy, I thought I would continue to do a fun fact of the episode and just lighten the mood a little bit. So, um, in a a different kind of tragic moment, uh, the moment that I'm having right now is I'm loving recording this podcast episode. I think it's really important. But right now, it is 65 degrees outside. The sun is shining on this microphone and on my face. I love it. And it is the first week of February, 65 degrees, the first week of February in Illinois. And like, here I am sitting recording this episode. Maybe that is tragic, but you know what? I'm going to take some of my own advice. Sometimes you know what you need. You need to hit pause and you need to know what you need at that moment. And so I told myself I was going to record, batch record five episodes today, but I'm going to say pause know that you need to probably go outside because you're looking a little pasty right now, Monica, get you a little sunshine, and then that will make you better. That will make tomorrow's podcast episodes better. So that's what I'm gonna do. But for now, let's finish this episode. All right, so we've talked about sometimes you just have to, you know, hit pause and get into a neutral space. Sometimes you just need to make things very, very normal. And I have a very personal story that I have experienced while teaching. Uh, Another unfortunate experience that happened with trauma within my own family. And this was just about four or five years ago. I had just gotten back from a field trip And I got a call that I will never, ever, ever forget. And it was from my sister. And um, my sister said, you got to get on an airplane and you have to fly to Reno, Nevada right now. And I was like, what? And she's like, yes, Jason, who is our brother, has been in a terrible skiing accident, can you get to Reno? Now, my parents were um, traveling out of the country at the time, and so it was me and my sister trying to get all this sorted out. We had very, very, very little information, but the long and short of it was that my brother, who is crazy athletic, he's a go-getter, he is just extremely talented skier, had been in a very tragic accident where he hit a tree with his back and at this moment that my sister was calling he was undergoing multiple surgeries to try to repair his spinal cord injuries and at that moment i'm literally standing in front of 25 students who were amazing in this moment they could hear the fear in my voice they could see the shock in my body and they were absolutely silent and here I am standing in front of them in the middle of the school day we had just gotten back from a field trip we had about an hour left of the school day I had a an event that I was supposed to coach that night and I just hung up the phone and I stood there and I didn't know what to do like what do you do in those moments and I remember walking across the hall 
to the English teacher at the time. And I think she probably saw the fear and the shock in my body as well. And I just stood there and I said nothing. I said nothing. And she said, Monica, just go. Leave. I'll take care of it. And I left. And I didn't come back to my classroom for probably 10 days. I got on an airplane. I packed up a bag. And that very night, I got on a flight and I flew to Reno having no idea what I was doing, completely freaking out, trying to communicate with my parents. I got a hold of them via FaceTime and like, you know, as an adult, you're supposed to be able to know how to do these things, right? Like you're an adult, like you should be able to figure out what to do. And I remember standing at my parents' house trying to trying to collect things that I thought would be helpful when I got to Reno and they were going to meet me there. And my best friend was helping me pack this bag. And I remember freaking out because I didn't know what shirt I should pack my dad. And like hindsight, who the, who the frick cares what shirt I'm packing for my dad? But I remember in that moment, it was something I had control over. Like, I know what shirts my dad's like. Like, I know, like, that he would want this Oxford. And I know that my mom would want this sweater. And, like, I remember trying to fold them. And they wouldn't fold perfectly. And just sitting on the floor crying about a suitcase. And, like, it was in that moment that I thought, I don't know how to deal with this. And I think that is the next point is sometimes we don't know how to deal with these things and that's okay when something happens with a student or something happens with a colleague like the worst thing that we can do to them is say like I totally get it that doesn't help if we don't get it like sometimes we have to admit I don't know what to do I don't know what to say I don't know what I need that is so 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 important and you know what I got to the hospital and we got it figured out. I remember grabbing my brother's hand and saying like, are you okay? And he's like, I don't really know what's going on. And I know that it's not good because I can't feel my legs. And that was true. So my brother uh, suffered a very, very extreme lower spinal cord injury that paralyzed both of his legs at the time and what a scary thing to try to be figuring this out and eventually my sister got there and my parents got there and you know we just hugged we just hugged I'll never forget that moment where we just cried and hugged and didn't really know what to say to each other but we were all there together and we sat in silence a lot in my brother's room at that hospital and that was okay And that's another point. Sometimes what we just need is each other. We don't need to say anything. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to hug each other. We just need to be together to show we're on the same team and we're here supporting each other. Now, you know, it's kind of crazy because both my brother and my sister have experienced some extreme trauma, just some very scary life-altering trauma. And my brother is... A freaking champion and he continues to go through therapy and he's continuing to get stronger and if you saw my brother's arms and legs he looks like he's this kind of scrawny guy and then he's got these super huge muscles oh my god I'm so snotty geez louise I'm sorry but anyways he is continuing to grow stronger every single day and gain more feeling back and There's no doubt in my mind that my brother is one day going to be skiing again and one day be doing all the 
super athletic crazy things that he once did. And I know that because one of the things that he did in the hospital that I'll never forget, it became quite the quote of his, was Monica, don't just talk about it, be about it. And this was in connection to a marathon that I was supposed to be running only a few months after my brother's accident. And I won't get into the full details of that, but he told me that like, nope, you need to do this. Like, don't just talk about it, be about it. And my brother lives out that mindset and that philosophy every single day. He's not just talking about walking and he's being about it. He is powering through therapy and he's he's got his head on straight and he has not let this challenge of his life be a challenge for the rest of his life. Everything about my brother screams overcoming tragedy and trauma. And I think that we can do that too and we can show our students that too. Just a couple of years ago, uh, my teaching partner, a good friend of mine, another English teacher on the team, had a sudden, super sad loss of her dad. It all happened very, very, very quickly. And this was the first time that a colleague of mine had experienced a death and I watched it kind of unfold. It was the fortunate and unfortunate reality of, of being her teammate at that time that I had to watch a great friend of mine and a great teacher experience this struggle. But what a joy and privilege it was to be on a team where we loved her through that. And um, the day of her dad's funeral, I had a speaking event. And I knew that it was really, really important that I be at that funeral. And so it was one of those things like, do I cancel? Do I like, what do I do? And I remember like sprinting. I wasn't sprinting, but I was flying home to meet up with the rest of my team and was at that funeral. And she said, Monica, what are you doing? Like, I know your schedule. You shouldn't be here. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is the number one place where I need to be. Like, you needed a hug and I'm here to give you that hug. And I think that's the final thought that I have for you is trust your instincts. Know what you need to do. Like when you have that that feeling, like just feeling of, oh my gosh, I need to say this or I need to do this, like do it. And I knew that I needed to be there. I knew that was going to be important for her and for the rest of my team. And so that's what we did. And it's kind of cool because her and I are still really good friends. I don't teach with her anymore. She has an awesome job outside of the classroom now. And I'm teaching at a different school. But every once in a while, I will follow that same advice that I just said. Like, do what you feel compelled to do. And every once in a while, I'll hear a song or I'll read a quote that reminds me of her. And it'll like my heart will just say, like, Monica, pick up the phone and text her. And I'll do that. And it, without fail, every single time she texts me back and says, wow, like, I, I didn't know I needed that right now, but I needed that right now. Or like, holy cow, thank you for that. That was the boost that, that's going to get me through the day. And that is sometimes what we need. That's sometimes all we can ask for. When we're dealing with these super intense, super scary, super traumatic situations with our colleagues or with our own family or students are coming in with these kinds of situations, that's what we got to do. We have to show them that like 
tragedy is a real life thing. It is part of living this teacher life, but like we can totally do this together. Friends, thank you so much for being a part of this ultra snotty episode. I'm sorry that half the time I had ugly cry, but I think that somebody out here needed this episode and I don't know who it is, um, but if you are listening and you needed to hear about hitting pause or just doing things based off of what you feel compelled to do, or maybe it's just, you needed that quote of don't just talk about it, be about it. Or maybe you just needed to know that like it was okay to create normalcy for that person. I don't know what it was, but I know that some of you are sitting here maybe crying with me or maybe you're sharing this with a colleague who needed it. And that's all that I ask. That's all that I ask that we support each other and we love on each other because we are living this incredible teacher life, and we are truly doing it as one big teacher family.